1: another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source truly appreciate everyone out there listening all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Anti-Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend Ox1947, he's at LakersBall.com. You know he's been chatting it up all day at LakersBall.com, plus his business, if you want your lawn transformed into something much better than you've got. Today in the Southern California area, it's SimBlades, SimBlades with a Y.com. Plus also as well, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, where's Jamie Sweet, Yummy Sweet? (laughs) Alex, I will tell you, he is coming on our late night Lakers fast break. Him and Joe Sorrow will be breaking down what I've got to tell you right now because the Lakers earlier today, conducted a two-player and some draft picks trade earlier today they made another deal because they you know can't do enough deals with the Washington Wizards because seemingly all the Wizards have is ex-Lakers and all the Wiz you know the Lakers have is ex-Wizards they made a trade today for Rui Hashimura in return the Wizards get Kendrick Nunn and three second round draft picks which we'll go into a little bit more detail later including the chicago second round pick that the lakers had in this upcoming draft plus some later picks and also one of the picks in question is going to be the what is the uh the worst of the two picks between washington and the lakers in the second round so i'll describe it in detail here in a bit but i'm just going to go ahead and plan out a lakers late night with joe sorrell me and jamie sweet but the guy with me right now wanted to go ahead and said all day, I want to talk about Rui Hashimura. I want to talk about Rui Hashimura. I want to talk about Rui Hashimura. Rui Hashimura will be talked about more today than he ever will be in his entire life, I can tell you, in the sports world. That's for sure. But here today to talk about, first up, Rui Hashimura, the trade, what this does for the Lakers and all that. It's a good man indeed. An annoying man sometimes, but nonetheless, a good man indeed. (laughs) It is Sean Grice, the magic man, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic, unless he's talking about Rui Hashimura. It is Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. I am just as I said before we went on the air. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Being on the East Coast, I knew you said you couldn't make the late night, but that's tough to ask. But you've been wanting to talk about Rui Hashimura and this trade all day. And so I appreciate it. I just thought I was going to be able to schedule later. But you know what? For you, my friend, I will make the exception. I will start off the conversation with you. Your thoughts first up on the Rui Hashimura trade with Rui Hashimura, a six foot eight forward who was a ninth pick in his draft. Not exactly panning everything out as far as his time in Washington. He goes to the Lakers. Can he find a better home with the Los Angeles Lakers?
2: Uh, I think he can, Gerald. And uh, uh, my apologies to the podfather. I deserved that uh, taken behind the woodshed and just spanked a little bit because you're uh, not thinking of others rather than yourself. I'm just
1: supposed to drop everything, get out of the Las Vegas <laughs> traffic of my own, you know, because I'm I'm Michelle Yeoh and I'm everywhere, everything, all at once, you know. So there you go. So there you, yeah, you know, just following her footsteps because, you know, <laughs> hopefully, I can go ahead and get an Academy Award nomination later this week myself. But oh, I know you've been
2: wanting. it That's a great reference. It know.
1: is. It is the one. It's the best movie of last year, in my opinion. But getting back to Rui Hashimura, and this trade. It's something I know a lot of people have been talking about all day. I want to put things in perspective, because you know I'm the numbers guy. I've been looking at it analytically. When we did the trade, I looked at the numbers in detail. Defensively, because he's on the Washington Wizards, the defensive numbers don't pop off the charts. In fact, it's pretty much below average at this point in time. His three-point area, his three-point shots, his three-point shooting throughout his entire career To say it's been streaky is is probably being very complimentary, although from the corners, he's actually somewhat efficient as a standstill Mm -hmm. in the corner shooter. But overall, it's still not a pretty picture. Him or Cam Reddish, because I know Cam Reddish's name still comes up. That guy is right now hitting bricks from the outside. Rui Hashimura isn't doing much better. He's currently at 33%. I want to go ahead and put it into perspective for you first. His last two games, that he played with the Washington Wizards. He scored 30 points in this last game, but the game before was a donut. So I ask you, my friend, we're getting a 6'8 forward who has not been consistent his entire time in the Wizards, which is part of the reason why he asked for a trade and the Wizards were happy to give him a trade. And he could be tendered an $8 million qualifying offer. The Lakers are interested, according to Adrian Roshanowski of ESB, ESPN, thinking about a contract extension for him. First up is, can he be a valuable tool for the Los Angeles Lakers?
2: Uh, Gerald, uh, I believe he can. I, I, all apologies to Rob Polinka. On a previous podcast, I said he couldn't catch a certain something from somewhere, yes. and I was completely wrong about that. because That was
1: the line of the night, and I agree <laughs> with Nick Molina on that. <laughs> well, Shout thank out you. to Nick.
2: Shout out to Dick. Yeah. It you know, this isn't a blue whale, so to speak, but he did he did catch a big fish. Something that can help the Lakers. I think that well, Gerald Rui hasn't really played with a playmaker like LeBron James, so I think that's going to um that's going to take a, uh some getting used to. But he does have a history with Russ. So do you think it's a possibility that maybe between Russ and LeBron, they can expedite Rui into the offense?
1: Well, one thing that Rui does well is he runs the floor and is a slasher. So mm-hmm. that's you know something that he could provide while LeBron's on the bench is that slashing technique. And, of course, running on the break, since the Lakers are best on the transition, it's not really that much of a stretch. Hey, Rui, can you – Go ahead and run with us. I'm sure we'd be cool with that. The thing is, though, does he stretch the floor, which is something the Lakers need? Plus size, he can give you size, but he's not been great defensively. Is it the no. schemes? Is it what they're doing in Washington? You don't know. We're not sure. It'll only until he comes here do we know what kind of defender he will actually be in the NBA because he's in a completely different scheme. So we'll see on the defensive side of the thing. So I'm going to give him a hip a fair shot on the defensive side. The only thing is, again, he provides some strength as far as at his position as a wing, but the, the streaky shooting is something we're going to have to deal with. It's something that Mm -hmm. he hasn't been able to solve in the, in the years that he's been a player on the Washington wizards. That's a great concern to me that the Lakers, you know, Cam Reddish, you know, Joshua Dease asking, is he a better alternative than Cam Reddish? Some people are saying no. Some people are saying Yes. Cam Reddish right now is really bad from the outside, so you're yeah. getting another. If you get Cam Reddish, you're getting a guy that's an inch shorter, can play the more the guard than the forward spot, and someone who is again very athletic.
2: I was I was at the game on Sunday where um, he was sitting on the end of the bench, kind of sulking, and uh, it wasn't a good look. Mm-hmm. If there were scouts in the building, I'm just anyway. Yeah, Gerald. I mean, when you're six eight and you've got a seven two wingspan, at least he got to see what he can do defensively. I mean, yeah. the, you know. So, and this is kind of, you know, Coach Ham kind of, you know, you, you, know, you hit the ground running, so to speak, now with Rui uh, defensively. So that that's going to have some bumps along the way as well.
1: One of the things I do want to ask you is being asked right now by Lifted, and welcome Lifted, welcome Z, welcome everyone to the one to the Paula podcast. It's you know one thanks once again for joining us. It is the Lakers trading Rui Hashimura to the Washington Wizards for Kendrick Nunn and three second round draft picks. Kendrick Nunn is not the problem because again, he wasn't going to get a lot of more playing time with Reeves and Walker coming back into the lineup here within the next week to two weeks. I have a feeling, as I said this a couple weeks ago, that he's going to blow up as far as his scoring average since he realizes he doesn't have a contract and he's going to get plenty of time on a losing team in Washington. So don't be surprised if you see him averaging 15 to 17 a night for the rest of the season in Washington. The thing is the second round picks, the Lakers have always or traditionally been able to draft really well as far as rotational players that have stuck in the league there are several of them over the past few years that are in the league right now. Your thoughts was the price that you paid for Rui a little bit hard to swallow as a Lakers fan.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think, I I think it's a, it's a little high, but you know, when you're, um, when you're in a situation where you're up against it and everybody knows you're the shortest team in the league and, Uh um, You need to gain height somewhere, anywhere. I guess this is the price you have to pay for uh, getting Rui, but I like the move personally, and uh, to answer the question, I I do think Rui will start. I I think you, maybe not the first game or two, but I think eventually he's inserted into the starting lineup.
1: I'm actually with gotta be the shoes. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this, because you got a player that has... Underachieved. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. do you want to say lottery bust because that actually could be what you're saying is a lottery bust. Because if his tenure in Washington didn't turn out to what it needed to be for a lottery pick, then it, it cannot be considered a draft success by any stretch of the imagination. And, and his numbers you know, his numbers are not eye-popping by any stretch of the imagination. He could score a little bit. He can pass a little bit. He can rebound a little bit. He can do everything a little bit. But the problem is the Lakers need more than just someone that can just be a body and just be someone that can give you something tentative or just something just tangible is probably the better word, excuse me, tangible to what we need as a basketball team going forward.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. And, um, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you have to make moves like this just to uh, to uh, get a pair of fresh eyes on the situation. And um, trades like this happen a lot, and it, usually it's either a slingshot or a boomerang. Mm-hmm. It's either a slingshot in the sense that the player you acquire ends up just firing off really high, really elevating the rest of the team, and... Um, it, it creates a synergistic effect, or it can boomerang on you. You think uh you think that you've got a player that can elevate the situation and put you in a better sis- position to uh, contend, and maybe that like you said, and like got to be the shoes for saying, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe it's not the right mix. Something we'll see. Feels- it's worth a shot.
1: Yeah. It's worth a shot. And it's you're, worth you're a getting- shot. And you're giving away seconds, which, you know, obviously is uh, the first rounders were something that are very much beloved and prized by the team. The seconds are not as beloved. I will say Empire was asking uh, about the trade itself. Again, it's Rui Hashimura going to the Lakers for Kendrick Nunn and a 2023 second, which is the Chicago, which we have the rights for, the Chicago Bulls pick in the second round. The 2028 pick is... The whatever is less favorable between the Washington Wizards or the Los Angeles Lakers in the second round, whichever is less favorable, they get. Plus, also, as well, a 2029 L.A. second rounder as well. I mean, some of these second rounders, you can actually buy your way in as, as the Lakers did this year. So it's not life threatening that they that they give up all these second rounders. I will say, though, that the tax for the Lakers goes about uh, about three million higher for them. And for the Washington Wizards, it actually goes a little bit lower.
2: Yes, it does. It does. And um, it, it should also be be said, and it's a fair point, that last year, 21-2022, a quarter of the minutes played in the NBA were played by undrafted players. And that that number seems to be going up. Um, and there's, we hear stories every year. Last year, it was Jose Alvarado. This year, you can look at uh, Watanabe from uh, the Nets. There are just certain players that catch on to a situation. Oh, my goodness, Alex Caruso. He's probably the best example to go from... Undra- well, certain other players got paid higher contracts, but I think Alex's story is is the one that uh, should stand out for people. But I digress, drill, But we see it. The Lakers have an ability to find these, these diamonds in the rough and shape them into rotational players in the NBA. Just, you know, you could do a six degrees of separation for every team and, and find a former Lakers rotational player within the last 8-10 to years this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break
1: check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse my last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker I know condolences to me wow man nice i i just had talked about that and i completely forgot that i saw that movie yes <laughs> <laughs> is that, that be great things about it i suppose that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts once again it's the lakers fast break it is magic man sean grice here with me after you hear another break, you'll be hearing the Lakers late night where Joe Soro will be on along with Jamie Sweet, but that's coming up later on, 10 p.m. Pacific Blue. Just want to let you know our schedules are not aligning to great today, so Joe and Jamie have asked to be on at a later point in time to talk about the Rui Hashimura trade. No deep dive on Jay Moore today, everyone, so sorry. We're going to have to post that for another day. Rob Palenka, though, he makes a trade. Jamie was always adamant that he said Rob Palenka is never going to do an in-season trade. So that's something I'm actually going to chide him with. And I was actually falling into that trap. I was actually kind of leaning that he wasn't going to be able to pull the trigger on a trade. This isn't a huge trade by any stretch of the imagination. Your your end goal, the probably the end goal is probably the best scenario for this is that Rui becomes a, good rotational player for you and a consistent rotational player. That to me is, I think the best scenario that this works out. It has so many other chances to do otherwise, but that's the best scenario. Your thoughts on this, my friend, in regards to Rui Hashimura, the player, would you start him having come out, coming off the bench? What is the ultimate role for Rui Hashimura on the Los Angeles Lakers?
2: Yeah. You know something, Gerald? Um, I, you know, if he, if he manages to find ways to get back to shooting around 40% from the cat from catch and shoot, and like you said, he's decent in the corners, I think it's a matter of where he hits his shots rather than a question of when. Um, especially if he's on the floor with LeBron and Russ, I think they could put him in situations where that can happen otherwise. Like you said, Gerald, he, he could be a slasher while LeBron, LeBron's on the bench. I think, you know, I'm with, I'm kind of with you, got to be the shoes. I think maybe Rui is better off the bench, but I think from Right now, just... he's the bench guy. I Right yeah. now, I would not start him. Yeah, Troy yeah. Brown.
1: Troy Brown has played more consistently yeah. Yeah. and yes. a better in the past month. Than what you would see in the past month since Rui has come back from injury with Washington. He came out, you know, from his injury in late December, early January, on a house, like a house of fire, and then, you know, since then, middle part of January and you know, leading up into today's trade, he was all over the place. If you look at the box scores and you also look at the footage that's available out on him in the past couple of weeks, it's been all over the place. Again, like I said, zero one day. 30 of the next. So which hot Rui Hashimura are you going to get? And that's something that kind of concerns me that it's still another inconsistent player that we're adding to our rotation.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's averaging 13 points, right? If you, if you want to start in the NBA and uh, play beside LeBron, Anthony Davis, you're, you're, you're going to be asked, you know, can you average 15, 20? I mean, there, um, there are 42 guys right now in the NBA who average at least 20 points per game. Um, I believe LeBron qualifies. I'm. I don't think Anthony Davis will qualify just because of the games. But I, I. could be mistaken about that. But can Rui average 20 points off the bench with LeBron with Russ? That's that's the main question. Like you said, Gerald, he averages 31 game. He gets a donut another. One game he gets twenty-five, another game he's DMP'd. It's just it's a question of consistency with him.
1: Absolutely. And the fact is his shot is inconsistent, which, you know, uh, you know, does does not help you as much as you want to help you with the Lakers. But one part of the equation is is better in the fact that he does bring size. It is another six eight forward to the mix. And I do want to go ahead and say that's better than Kendrick Nunn at 6'1", or 6'2", whatever you want to say, who would probably end up being out of the rotation once Austin Reeves and also Lonnie Walker IV get back into the lineup. So I get that, and I understand that. But is it just another 6'8 guy, or is it really somebody that can really make a difference? I would hold off on the extension personally because you also have his bird rights you you have the RFA that you can go ahead Yeah, I mean and qual- if you could
2: you can extend him now you offer. can extend them in the summer, right, Gerald?
1: Yeah, the qualifying offers there. I would actually want to see how he's going to be in the, over the no the course of the next 30 games plus games before you make a decision on him. I would not go ahead and and sign him to an extension just yet.
2: No, no, I wouldn't. I I'd, I'd hold off on that. But I do like that um, um, At least both parties are interested in one another and and exploring the idea of a long-term relationship.
1: Now, Zangerstein, we're not asking him to score 20 points, but we are asking him to go ahead and be consistent in the Mm -hmm. NBA. The reason why he's not playing in Washington anymore, the reason why they had such high hopes in Washington for him, and I've had this actually conversation before with uh, individuals that are fans and followers of, of Washington wizards back years ago, when Rui started you you started to see where he was going to fit as an NBA player. And the, yeah. And
2: and that's kind of where he's landed. He'll average 31 games, zero, another average 15, one game, eight and another, he'll average 12 and then 16 and then four. And that, you know, can you average 15 a game off the bench?
1: Each and every time out. That's what you're looking for. Or at least get, get you like with his shooting into the high thirties. That's something that Washington wanted. And that's something that concerns me is that Washington was hoping that he would materialize as a player, as a well, consistent player. They had that him picked as, as a starter, he was a starter and he lost his role as a starter because of Kuzma coming in there and taking his spot.
2: Absolutely. And, and this is, and you're seeing this consistently throughout the NBA, there, there has been a proliferation, uh, uh a- expedition of the amount of role players that could score, you know, 20 points, 30 points, 40 points. It, it's exploded this year. So Rui Hashimura has it in him to do that. It's just can he do it consistently for the Lakers? Because if he can, he shows it, then that's a long-term partnership. And, you know, then... Your career has taken a different turn there because now you're a Laker. You're uh, playing very well. You're potentially playing long term with uh, AD and LeBron, but like you said, Gerald it starts one step at a time. And he's comfortable off the bench. Bring him off the bench. I just want to see consistency. And before before I forget, this is really cool too in another way because I'm a huge. I'm a huge Akira Kurosawa fan. Um, I love his films. Uh, he was a diehard Laker fan, and now to have a Japanese connection with the Lakers, Ed Kurosawa is so cool, Gerald. It is so cool.
1: So you are you're a Kurosawa fan, and he obviously one of the greatest directors of all time, and he was a Lakers fan. Is that what you're saying? And now that the fact again, Rui Hashimura with like you said, the connection, uh, for, you know, with his uh, Japanese heritage, because it was great to see him playing in the Japan uh, during the exhibition season with the Golden State. And that's when I really got a good look at uh, to see what he was going to be able to bring again, still the books out and the jury's out on Rui Hashimura and what he can give the Lakers. But for three seconds, you can, again, you could buy your way into if you really, really want to, as we saw the Lakers this year, they, actually bought their way into getting Max Christie in the second round. So, to me it's not life-threatening that they gave away all those picks. That they offered two second round picks, they tried a three-way trade according to the rumors with Phoenix to try and see if they could do work something there. Then that fell part fell out of it and then it just turned out to be the Lakers just needed to offer that that additional pick which again is whatever the lower or the less favorable of the 2028 Washington L.A. picks in the second round are. So th- I think that, again, y- if you really want a second-round pick, you want some of those back, you can buy your way into them. So I don't think it's life-threatening as opposed to those first-round picks where they're really hard to make up unless you've got something substantial for it.
2: Yeah, and and for those who may be potentially down on the trade, that's, that's true. I'm not down
1: on it, but I'm just – the numbers – are there? I'm that, not.
2: I'm uh, not. Ex, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, singling you out, Gerald. I'm just in
1: Washington. I'm sure the fans in Washington see Rui Hachimura as a you know, kind of like a failed experiment or yeah. failed draft choice. Yeah. Leaving, it's like what you know. I, so we're getting someone else that maybe didn't fit in Washington. Sometimes that works out for the best for the Lakers. So sometimes that works out where a player will find a better fit or will find a better fit somewhere, like you mentioned earlier. So I'm hoping that's the case.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too as well. And and I I was just going to add, you know, um for, uh for those who may be skeptical of of the trade and that, um Phoenix was sniffing around Rui since last year. I I've seen his name uh and their name together in a lot of rumors since uh, last spring, Gerald. So, I mean, for for those saying, "Well, you know, Sean Magic, man, Phoenix is having an off year this year. I would say, yes, they are. They've also had a rash of of terrible injuries and inconsistency. However, uh, that team knows how to develop shooters. So if they obviously saw something in Rui, the Lakers have the same scout, similar scouts, and similar developmental coaches, and could see the same things, Gerald. He's the talent's there, the talent the, is there. He the, can I mean, shoot,
1: it's just he's not consistent with it as of yet. Yes. So, hopefully, he'll get into a stretch like we've seen with other players before they hit free agency, or in, in Rui's case, possibly restricted free agency, where they go on a 30 to 35 game run just before they get out there into the free agent market and get the numbers that they need to. He spiked again in the first week or two, like I mentioned, You know, right after he came back from injury, which was really promising. So I'm hoping he can find that kind of niche consistently with the Lakers. If he can end the season strong with the Lakers, who knows what can happen?
2: Uh, exactly, Gerald. Um, I think um, there's a lot of potential here. Uh, there has to be a, a little bit of luck involved and uh, consistency from uh Rui and uh, uh, the Lakers a realistic... need to know how to
1: utilize him. The Lakers have to yes. understand and, and realize what he's best at, and, and utilize him from there. I
2: I think I think uh LeBron will will pick up on that super quickly, Gerald. I I almost anticipate when I saw the trade, I could almost anticipating him watching hours of his film to try and uh, get a better feel for what he likes to do on the court. Uh, And to answer Joshua Dietz's question, Josh, I like the trade. I do. I like the trade. I would give it a solid B. I think it could potentially turn into an A. But uh, that that falls on Rui. If the consistency is there and he comes off and he's he's a shot in the arm off the bench and you get that consistent, uh, you know, 13 to 18, to 20, 20, 30 point outburst once in a while, and he plays solid D, then I think that turns into an A, but it's a solid trade being by Rob Polinka.
1: Okay. I Again, I'm still right there in the B, B minus area because I don't know what to expect. I really don't know what to expect. He's oh. someone that did not work out in Washington, so you never know what you're going to get, but maybe going into a different scheme, both offensively and defensively will help him become the player that many had hoped he would be when he was coming out of college and being the ninth pick in that draft. So, hopefully do you think
2: he go. was taken too high, Gerald?
1: I do, I do. I think I think he was uh, more like in the. I think I had him projected right there in the teens, but I may I don't know. I have to check. So he was notes. one of
2: the guys who just shot up the boards because he of, might of- he
1: might have been right around where I thought he was. So. We'll see, you know, again, uh, it's just something that he's played out like he's not been a top 10 pick in the draft so far. So I'm hoping that will change, you know, and the Lakers get a steal out of this because it would be (sighs) nice if they did. But this whole, do I like it or Do I not like it? I want to hear your thoughts in the chat. I know Z likes it. Joshua, Alex, blue magic, you know, Blue Magic says you're right. When you're 6'8 and fairly built, you're bound to go high in the draft. And he is strong, 230 pounds, 6'8. He is strong, heading to the basket. One thing he can't do very well is drive to the basket and slasher, similar to what we saw over the years with Trevor Ariza. I think that's probably a, a, a decent comparison right there. Uh, Zanger science says Washington has a wacky offense. Uh, honestly, sometimes their scheme is more Kuz attack or Beal attack. I don't see that much action. With the Lakers, we all know how they are in the half court, so it's not a pretty sight at times as well. But I'm hoping that, the, you know, Rui can find a good niche and, and they can utilize that going forward. But uh, Zanger Science says, I only like the deal because the need to reduce the guards. <laughs> the balance is important. Of course,
2: right. of course, and, of course. there's Yoda, and, the balance, the balance. And,
1: and for that, see, I, I agree. You know, it, give, giving you another six eight. You know, player to, you know, I don't want to say, body. well, okay. I'll say six, eight body to throw out there on the floor, whether or not he's consistent or inconsistent, at least it's a nice option that the team can go to. But if he's doing coach decisions by the end of this season, I can't say it would be a win trade at all.
2: No, not, no, it no, not, not in that in those terms. Yeah. I mean, you give up none, you give up three second round picks what you what you lose in net, you know it, it it's it would almost be a sum zero. I'd like to think, Gerald, if 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 it didn't work out, knock knock. But like getting uh, the
1: second rounds back or getting at least one or two over the course of the next what seven seasons, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for the Lakers. They can always again like they bought into this year's draft. They can always do it again.
2: Yeah, I mean you can do it again um second round picks are uh are easy uh easy prey um and you know there's a reason for it you there's an unlimited amount of second round picks you could trade you could trade second round picks from now until 25 25.
1: But what I want to say to you now is before we head on out and before after the break, we will listen to the late night Lakers fast break, which, again, is going to be scheduled for 10 p.m. Pacific for everybody watching out there tonight. But everybody listening will be actually just it'll be just right after the commercials. But I want to ask you this before we head on out, my friend, this shows to me now something that Jamie was very. Uh, down upon, and that is that Rob Palenka was not going to make a trade. Well, Rob Palenka has been working on a trade. Rob Palenka has been trying to see options. At least he encouraged me to that he's actually trying to facilitate trades. Is it a great trade? No. Is it, you know, I don't know. We don't know. It, you know, He could uh, see something that Washington is not doing right and say, you know what, I, bet, I think he's a better fit on our team, and I think he'll be able to go ahead and, and play the way that that a lot of people expected him to coming out of college maybe he sees something that we don't i see somebody that just can be another filler in the rotation at this point in time but i'm hoping he'll be something more
2: yeah gerald i i I can have similar expectations i think he can maybe um balance out the uh the bench and uh solidify a role like uh you and z and uh, others have said i think that's uh I think that's um, the ceiling. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, that's what lifted. That's what the Lakers did. Is they bought their way with, with, uh, with, with, I think it was cash and something else that they uh, yes. went ahead yeah. and, and did to yeah. in order to get into the second round. If there's teams with a plethora of picks, they don't want to go ahead and have to pay. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets did it
2: last year too. Yeah. So, so.
1: if the Lakers are, are if the, if the bus kids actually see somebody that they really like and they're really on Rob Palenka's case about it that in the second round in the, let's say later on in the decade when the Lakers don't have those two second round picks anymore they will be able to go ahead and buy their way into because there's going to be some team that at least that wants to sell out and not incur that kind of cap hit for a second rounder
2: oh for sure and i mean with the 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 plethora of first round picks that uh oklahoma city and right now um, it's what
1: about three to four million that will get you into it to buy yes. it. i think that's what the lakers paid as far as cash so considerations. the
2: late the lakers the Lakers from orlando like, i think for mexico yes Steve. yes it was so the Lakers will likely have a, uh, you know, anywhere from a a twentieth to you know twenty seventh pick in the first round. So you can you can trade down and and acquire two seconds if you like a guy or, like you said, Gerald, there are a myriad of ways to get in the second round. You buy your yes. way in. You yes. trade your way back.
1: Yes. So, so yep. yeah, the second rounders, you know, I don't want to just throw them and pass them off because the Lakers have been very good at drafting in the second round out of necessity. I really a, think though so. second
2: rounder I, I want and I don't mean I don't mean it in a disrespectful way at all. But no. this is just just the way the dra- people need to look at second rounders as like scratch tickets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. But you don't find out if you don't play. So that's why people get into the second round. I think this guy might work out for us. So you take a chance. Like Gerald was saying, different ways to skin a cat as far as acquiring a pick in the second round.
1: The only thing, though, is do not give him an extension before you get a good look at him. Please, just do not give an extension because if he does get an extension, then it just leads you right into all those things. We've been talking about Rob Belenka and this organization, just having no clue, you know, it's like, and that's not sight unseen because you know what he's like already as an NBA player, but you don't know what he's like on your team. So give it a shot. Just see how he develops. See how he's playing. Can he play consistently either off the bench or as a spot starter, or as becoming a starter. You don't know. So basically, we need to go ahead and make sure that it's the right decision for the team going forward. Because if you tie up money, that it ends up hurting you in the long run. If Rui doesn't pan out, that's going to be something that the Lakers have to deal with for years.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's that's why the, like the flip side of the coin is Rui too, because he's looking at the Lakers, and what's my role going to be? Is it to find? Can I do the best with it that I can or exceed those expectations? Do I like the organization? Do I feel that there's stability? Because if I do sign an extension, I'm signing an extension based on the fact that I think that Darvin Ham is going to be the coach and LeBron and AD are also going to be there because if I am reaching my potential as a Laker, then that means that I've played well with them. And it means that there could be a potential future with all the parties.
1: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Sean, the magic man, Grice, and also me, Gerald Glassford, here from Lakers fast break. Thank you so much for watching and listening. People are excited. They're actually watching in good numbers on on today's show. Truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day. to Thank check Thank you us very out. much, everyone. Absolutely. I know all these other shows were on earlier in the day, you know, just for a few minutes here and there to talk about it, but we're glad to go ahead and make sure that your evening time is filled up with nothing but Lakers fast break. But before we head out, my friend, wanted to go ahead and hear your final thoughts on where Rui, you, you know, if you're envisioning this trade with Rui, you've got him now as far as the rotation. Do you stop looking to go ahead and making a trade to help this team? Because I'm just saying this is just one step in the key to trying to make this team relevant once again.
2: Yeah, no, Gerald. I, I don't think you can, you can stop here. Um, I think you need, you need to acquire, uh, at least, uh, one more player to try and vault yourself into, uh, uh, at least a fighting chance and possibly another one to, Try and get into contender status. You know, here, here's, here's, here's the rub. So the game has changed. It's 2023. There are only four guys right now, only four players in the NBA, who are shooting over 45 percent from the field and 40 percent from the NBA arc. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeremy Grant, Buddy Hield. And the fourth one is Laurie Markinen. Now, Rui, for all the... Cre- like, wackiness, great, great, great uh, term, see, for what goes out of Washington. Just mm-hmm. great term. He's shooting over 48% for his career. Not bad. Not bad. That's from that's from two and
1: three. That's, that's yeah. overall.
2: Yeah, percentage. yeah. So... Like you said, Gerald, inconsistent from three. If he can shoot, you know, 48% and shoot 37, 38% from three, his numbers will go up significantly, significantly. And,
1: And you know what? The biggest number for me is not necessarily the numbers that Hashimura can give you as far as 15, 20 points a game like you talked about. The number that's most important to me is when he comes on the team, Does LeBron's minutes go down, and the Lakers still win? That to me, I think is the most important right now for this season.
2: Well, uh, it's it's incumbent upon Rui to uh, spell LeBron for minutes. Yes, no, no, that that's a definite responsibility right now. Everybody can see it. Like that's what you need to do. That's your primary job right now.
1: And that's something I think I'm very eager to see if in the minutes, not when he's playing with LeBron, because LeBron, again, you know, if you're out in the break with him, he can make you look real good, or he could probably get you a lot of things as far as uh, in the half court, especially if if you want to go ahead and spot up in the corner or see what we can do there. But it's when he's out of the game, when LeBron is out of the game, Rui is going to probably be expected to pick up a lot of that slack. And if he can do anything consistently where the Lakers are not seriously in the, in the hole, when he's off the court, plus you've got AD coming back with AD and Rui, if they can go ahead and take those LeBron minutes when he's on the bench and really be productive, that to me, I think is a win-win. And that's what I'm going to be looking at the most.
2: Yes. Yes. That would be, that would be the, not just the ceiling; that would be the roof of this transaction. If that were if that were to transpire, absolutely, Gerald. And uh, just to answer uh, Blue Magic's question, you know what, Blue? I think that uh, I think it would be best if most Lakers fans put that uh, Pacers hypothetical trade to to six feet under. I just don't see it happening with us, and not to mention Blue. I think. Personally, just from the landscape, Miles Turner is also a guy who's also turned down a massive extension. I think he's just going to go into free agency. And what the Pacers choose to do with his contract is up to them. But I don't think he's going to sign an extension. I think he's just going to play it out.
1: I still think we are two, as I'm stating in the chat, I still think we're two.
2: I agree with Hassan. I agree, Hassan.
1: I still think we're two players away, maybe three. I don't know. Again, we'll have to see how Rui boosts or does not boost the Lakers You know, for the rest of the season. But I'm going to give him a shot. I'm going to have an open mind in, in how he's playing. He had a disappointing career so far in Washington. It didn't work out the way that both he and Washington. I also know he had some uh, mental health issues last season and some trouble with the organization as well. He was very unhappy with the situation. I don't know how much better it's going to get for him here in the Lakers. If he doesn't like coming off the bench, unless he's consistent, that's where he's going to be ending up.
2: Yeah, that's true, Gerald. But you know something? It's interesting. I was thinking, you know, if, if you're a rotational player um, in any uh, LA uh, sports organization, it could seem like a fishbowl. I understand that, but, L.A. is a big town, Gerald, and you can hide in plain sight if you want to. So I think if what whatever, whatever issues he was having in Washington, I think uh, hopefully he can deal with them uh, in Los Angeles. Um, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener, but sometimes a fresh start is good for everybody involved. And, um, you know, I think maybe just, having a chance for him to exhale and um, just try and fit into a new role rather than like LeBron said, try to fit in rather than fit out. I think uh, like you said, Gerald, I think fitting in right now would be spelling LeBron, doing your best defensively, hustling in transition and your shot will come.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens, but. Rui Hashimura is now a Los Angeles Laker. We'll see what happens and how he can fit into the rotation. How he, you know, whether it's a starter or whether it's as a reserve coming off the bench. We'll see what happens. We are going to give him plenty of time to go ahead and see if he can materialize as a consistent player on the Los Angeles Lakers. Joshua Deed says, Thanks, guys. Both of you break things down beautifully. Much appreciated for the shout-out. Both you and Alex on Facebook. Of course, Z. Henry, Blue, everybody's been tremendous in the chat on this impromptu part one of our Rui Hashimura coverage. Again, Rui Hashimura will never get this much coverage from any fan base on any day for the rest of his life. I can guarantee that pretty much. But uh, Henry says, tell Joe, I said, "Palinka came out of the basement. Uh, I know that was said in the email, uh, as far as that's concerned, yes. Oh, oh, and
2: Jamie... Jamie, you will have to have to tell us how crow tastes.
1: Yes, he is going to be eating some crow, but that will be coming up for audio listeners after the break with part two of a Rui Hashimura trade talk because Rui Hashimura is now a Laker. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Please let us know your thoughts on it. We've been hearing and seeing it in the best Lakers chat that's out there, but we want to know your thoughts, whether it's below us on YouTube. If you're seeing this after the fact, Lakers fast at yahoo.com or courtside Lakers on Instagram or Lakers fast break wherever you get your social media. We want to hear your thoughts on the trade. Is it a good one? Do you like it? Do you not like it? We want to hear your thoughts why that is, and of course, we always want you to keep checking us out. So please like, subscribe, or do whatever you can to support us right here at the Lakers fast break. Blue Magic says Palinka came out. Oh, <laughs> per Professor Grice, I don't really want to go ahead and detail what he came out of, but. It's there in the chat, and it's there for you. But Zangerstein, we will see you later on, hopefully. We'll see everybody else. Blue, hopefully you get a chance to stop by as well, because you know Joe Soro and Jamie Sweet, they'll have something to say about the trade. (laughs) and And for everybody out there that's listening, that's coming up after the break. And for everyone here tonight, that's coming up at 10 p.m. So we'll be here in a little bit talking about the Rui Hashimura trade just a little bit more with Joe's thoughts and Jamie's thoughts right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But it is the Lakers fast break. We thank you so much for watching and listening. It is Gerald Glassford along with my good friend, Ox1947. We're hoping Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, is coming back in the house here real soon as well. Truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. It is the Rui Hashimura trade. You heard earlier the Magic Man, Sean Grice, elaborate on his thoughts on it. You heard some of mine as well. I do want to go a little bit more in depth with it as far as the Rui Hashimura trade. Rui Hashimura coming to the Lakers for Kendrick Nunn and three second-round draft picks. One in 2023, which is the Bulls, uh, one that we own as far as that's concerned for 2023. Also as well, just want to mention as well, that it's 2028 with the less favorable second round draft pick between the Washington Wizards and the Los Angeles Lakers and 2029, it's the Lakers second as well thrown in. So that's three, essentially three second rounders and Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hashimura but how does he fit with the Los Angeles Lakers and what they're doing and their drive to get into the playoff mix? Got two great guests again, my co-hosts in crime. They're right here right now. It is the first man up, first man here. You got to go ahead and hear what he's talking about at, of course, he's LakersBall.com. LakersBall.com, he's been chatting away like a storm as Ox9247 on this trade. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. And I wanted to ask you first, OK, when you first heard the news, I saw you actually emailing and interacting with uh, us also as well, interacting on LakersBall.com. Your thoughts, though, I, because in our chat, a lot of people out there, including Daniel Zangerstein, Terrence Harvey, hope everyone's all as well. Thanks so much for tuning in to the second part of this Rui Hashimura podcast. But your thoughts, man, a lot of people been asking your thoughts on the Rui Hashimura trade.
3: It's to be determined. So I'm hearing uh, a lot of Trevor Ariza-type comparisons that, for those of you who don't remember, Trevor Ariza was drafted by the Orlando Magic and didn't, uh, I guess I'll put it lightly, didn't pan out in, in Orlando, comes to L.A. He did get hurt towards the end of the year and I and I always say that if, if he had been healthy and Andrew Bynum had been healthy at the end and that's you know you can say that for a lot of years if they had been healthy I believe the Lakers would have probably had a better chance at winning the 8 uh, title but when he when he came back the following year was essentially the number 3 guy when it mattered so that's how that played out it's one of those trades that Mitch Kupchak doesn't get enough credit for. I think Paul Gasol was obviously always going. It's always going to be his number one. But that That's Trevor right. Ariza trick, yeah, that Trevor Ariza trade was was crucial for the 0-9 season. I don't know if this is going to be it, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out pretty quick. We do have LeBron James, and LeBron James has a habit of making people around him better, and he's been doing a, that a lot lately. Not so much the first couple of months, for several reasons. But during this kind of shift in in in, in productivity, especially on the offensive end, uh, we're starting to see a little bit more of LeBron twenty twenty, uh, with the scoring. So uh, imagine that you got a guy that's if, if you if you factor in the the uh, playoff appearances. Uh, in games he's played, you're talking about a guy who's played for 24 years in the NBA and still rocking it. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping there's a there's a, another situation here where we bring in someone who's kind of unknown that can be productive for this team. Uh, I don't know much about him, so I can't really go into too much detail. All I know is that Washington had to move him; uh, they were having issues with extending him he wasn't taking an extension apparently or there was some rift there Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they want to sign Kyle Kuzma so um, I'm not excited but I am excited that there's some movement Mm -hmm. and I don't really know if I'm, I'm still back and forth on whether three second round picks was too much I don't I don't really have any feeling on that at the moment
1: also here today to talk about the trade is a good man indeed. You gotta go ahead and check out what he's doing as part of Lakerholics.com as part of those five things articles. It is Yami Sweet, aka Jamie Sweet. I'm actually on, on the fence like like Joe is, because you know, I'm I'm like unsure about this. I don't say it's bad, I don't say it's good. The three second round picks, you can make them up as far as you can buy your way into the second yeah, round. Man. It's you know, like we did this year with Max Christie. So I'm not too concerned about that, but Will he be a consistent role player? First up with you, Jamie Sweet. Sean Gry says his regards and says how does crow taste? Because you know, Palinka actually did and pulled off a ah, trade in season, so he's hey actually man. wondering how that crow tastes. So it tastes fine. I I
0: I you know I still I still don't think we're gonna trade Russ, and I kind of don't even think we're gonna trade Pat Bev, but we'll see. I could I I'm happy being wrong on these predictions.
1: Well, your thoughts, Matt? Man, because I guess I, I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know, uh, well, three things. I think things. it's found uh, money things. if he becomes a good player, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, a hundred percent sold.
0: Well, three things. One, we 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 got size. We got big for small, right? We got bigger for trading out a smaller player. That for this team, just on from that simple standpoint alone, is a win. This team lacks size, needed size. We got bigger, so that's in my opinion an overall positive. Is it gonna, you know, change the outcome of our season? I, I, I this we don't have, <laughs> we don't have the grease to make a trade that changes the outcome of our season. Even if you trade Russ, you look at all that money and you think, well, you must be getting something that'll change the outcome of your season. You have to, you have to. It's so much. When people talk about trades in the NBA, it's like when Microsoft talked about plug and play. Like you just, it doesn't work like that. You don't just take a player from Team A, put him on Team B, and he does exactly what he was doing before. Maybe he does better. Maybe he does worse. Maybe his minutes go down. Maybe his shots go up. We don't know. We do know that Rui was not uh, wasn't getting the minutes and the time of the game that he wanted. Uh, that he wants to play. He wants. I think he wants to prove that he's a crunch time player. They were going to go with Kuzma, and I think Joe's right. The reason that there wasn't going to be an extension uh, was because they want to keep. Kuz. And they know that he's going to opt out of his $13 million deal. Whether they keep Porzingis, too, or not is an interesting uh, question, but I I think they definitely want to go all in on Kuzma. What's more concerning to me is his injury history, which is he's injured every year a lot. Uh, Knees, ankles, shoulders, conditioning, reconditioning. He just came back
1: in late December.
0: Yeah, groin uh, groin early on. Uh, Yeah, he just came back, yeah, and then he had that other, other So that that to me is the biggest red flag. For a guy who's not super athletic. I mean, it's not it's not that he's not athletic, but he's not like Lonnie Walker athletic. He gets hurt a lot and has conditioning issues. So for at this point I kind of don't care about it because he's probably in, in decent enough shape to play. That's fine. I'm talking say. about we'll see. Right. Well he, he's not we know he's not playing tomorrow, right? That's that's what we know. We know he's not playing tomorrow. Uh so that that to me is concerning just from the standpoint of that the Lakers have already decided in their infinite wisdom that they're going to offer him an extension uh, when they had no reason to say that to make the trade happen. The trade didn't have to happen with them saying, "and don't worry, we'll offer you an extension, too, in the summer. Like, they could have just said, we don't know. We're going to see how it works out. But they they go and always say these, they, 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 make, they, they dig themselves into weird PR holes that they just don't need to do that. Um, and my third thing is that he's not a defensive guy. We have a good history of developing that in guys, but, you know, people like to point at Kuzma. It took the Kuzma three, two different coaches, three different coaches. Uh, I think he came in under Byron Scott, if I remember right. Maybe not. Maybe he, didn't, maybe he wasn't here when Scott was here. Two different coaches uh, and Phil Handy. And we'll have just gotten this guy. So you want to have a whole, yeah, so I don't expect for us to, from him to instantly develop into a great player as soon as he becomes the Lakers. So uh, you're kind of getting this unpolished, unfinished product in this moment. And in this moment, I still think that if he can do none was playing 20 ish minutes a game down the stretch last, last week or so, a couple weeks, I think he's going to play 20 ish minutes a game until Walker and Reeves get come back once rock Walker and Reeves come back, I kind of expect ham to go back to them. I I don't think they played so poorly that they deserve not to play. Uh, They have been a part of the team from the beginning. Uh, They understand what we're trying to do. You know, they've been a part of it, you know, they understand the schemes and such. So I I, like Joe, I don't know a ton about this guy. Uh, I do like that. We at least have the opportunity to sign a young player with upside that is uh, 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 of the wing variety, which we desperately lack on this team. So from a next season and beyond standpoint, I like this trade. I think more than I like it for this season. Now Uh, everybody got excited about you're thinking they're going to extend him. They've already laid the groundwork for that, right? Like that's came out in the, the like second
1: PR point was, and they plan on extending him this summer. According to Woj, but then that could be the uh, agent talking as well. Well, whatever. Point being is that it,
0: it doesn't. Somebody's the unless Woj just makes bullshit bullshit. You said it. I said it. If Wes Woj just makes stuff up, which I don't think he's really in the habit of doing.
1: No, but the agents feed him lines sometimes, both him and Shams.
0: Su- I suppose. I whoever just posted that Westbrook for McDermott, Richardson, and Potal trade—that's the worst trade. <laughs> That's the absolute worst trade that you can make because you're getting three guys who really do one thing each for a guy who does like two or three things. And what, why do you need Jacob? If you have Thomas Bryant, you don't want, you don't want Jacob taking minutes away from Thomas Bryant and you want a D to come back. So that dude's, that dude's extraneous. And it's has got to take at least a first round pick. That's just a waste of a first round pick. In my opinion. If they did it for no first-round picks, I'd consider it. But then you really got to hope that LeBron doesn't go down because uh, you have no other playmaking after that.
1: Well, the Lakers could, uh, Zangerstein, the Lakers can tender him an $8 million qualifying offer, which would make him a restricted free agent. That's up to them if they want right. to go ahead and and uh, you know see about a contract. Because, again, as uh, what was said earlier, he did not want to sign or extend it with a contract with the Washington Wizards because he's had some issues with them last year some mental health issues he yeah. had some displeasure with the team here again as a ninth pick in the draft and there's, his- been some, there's
0: been some misinformation that i've seen online about what his qualifying offer is it's 8.4 million it is not 18.8 million if they choose to pay him more they choose to pay him more but they could offer him a qualifying offer for he could do a one and done qO <laughs> marcel <laughs> i, I also- mean Marcel yeah. you're not uh, well, yeah, JTA, definitely no more done. Yeah. JTA JTA. Still playing some lists, man I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm not so sure about that.
1: Well, if it doesn't fall through, I mean, if it falls through with, uh, with Hashimura and he does not get into the, become the player and the rotation that we need, then there probably is going to be some issues and have to bring JTA back into the rotation even more. But, uh, Joe, I said earlier with Sean, I think the key to success is the minutes that LeBron plays, because as a six-eight forward who will be coming off the bench, most likely spot starter here and there maybe, but as a guy coming off the bench, he's hopefully going to give you the kind of minutes that you need and consistency that you need that will at least reduce LeBron's minute by maybe three or four minutes, even if it's three or four minutes a game. That, that's not insignificant. That's not insignificant, and that to me is a big bonus and a big help, but Again, I'm a wait and see. I'm not saying this is a bad trade, not saying it's a good trade. But again, with Rui Hashimura, what player are you going to get? Are you going to get the guy that scored 30 in his last game or the guy that scored zero the game before that?
3: There's an enthusiasm that he has for playing with the Lakers, which isn't surprising. There's a lot of players out there that love playing, always wanted to play with the Lakers. Maybe that will help uh, energize him and keep him consistent. Uh, he was on the all-rookie team his rookie year, so uh, there's some benefit there in kind of getting an idea of what he could be.
0: I just, uh, side note, he played well with Russ when Russ was on the
3: team. And that could have played a part in this, which probably seals the fact that Russ is not going anywhere. So matter- we're getting
1: all the ex-Wizards, and the uh, Wizards are all getting all the ex-Lakers.
3: Ma- matter Well, it's probably because the Wizards are the only team that's Trading with the Lakers. It seems like it. <laughs> it. used to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now it's the Washington Wizards. The next step for the Lakers is to figure out if AD is going to play healthy the rest of the year. That's still a mystery because everything falls or builds from there. And we're going to kind of find out for about a week or so on whether it will be worth. Well, even then, what if he gets hurt in March? We're here's 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 what I'm going to say to, to Laker, the Laker, the Laker crowd. Rob Polinka is either going to look like a genius or look like a chump. Based off of what happens to A.D., which is really not anyone's fault. <laughs> so get ready for that. Let's say he makes a trade that kind of mortgages the future and they get good players, guys that are going to fit this team, that are going to, you know, give us a chance to make a run. AD gets hurt in the third week of March. Lakers losing the first round. What happens? We probably throw eggs and tomatoes on them and all that, when, in fact, at the end of the day, it's still the same thing we've been talking about since the summer. If AD is not healthy, this team is not winning squad. We lost it in 2021 after going up 2-1 against Phoenix. And we have never really recovered from that. And AD even said, run the game, run the team back, run it back. And and looking at it, you know, hindsight's 2020, they probably should have done that. And even KCP mentioned this in an article a few days ago. And it's it's looking back on it, it's just, it's, it was the right move. It would have been better to play it safe, play it with a team that had already won, and go. And it's not like you had old players. You, you, you could have played Kuzma on his rookie contract all this time until now, and you would have been fine. And if something would have developed, you could have done something. But at the end of the day, it's still the same problem, guys. AD is not healthy. AD is not healthy. So we're stuck. We're stuck getting guys that are hopefully going to help the team. And Washington did not want to have any salary. The reason why a lot of this deal went through, because apparently there was a Milwaukee Phoenix and Washington trade that fell through. Yes. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I think Washington didn't want salaries to come back. So the Laker trade ended up being the best trade for them because they did not want salary to come back. Cause obviously they want to sign their own. They drop,
1: I think they, uh, Add a um a million to their below cap. They they're a million uh, in the plus as far as is concerned uh, sure. with this deal. And the Lakers, I think, uh, increased by about three million with the yes. deal. As far yes, as their Good salary good, tax. good
3: good work on the details there, G. Uh, I do want to say
1: though that uh, Zangerstein uh, and everybody was right in the chat in regards to the situation with his contract. Hashimura will eat 18.8 million dollars into the cap space but they can offer him an 8 to 10 million dollar qualifying. It's 8 million as listed by Track. It's listed right around 8 million. Uh, if yeah. you want to take a look at that. To make him a restricted free agent since they have his bird rights now. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's that, that again, cap
0: hole. that cap hold I believe only exists until they drop a qualifying
1: offer or he agrees to an extension. But they do need to see how he plays first. Can he be considered? 100% the no, problem is, as I said, it, it with Sean, he's the ninth pick in the draft in the year he came out. He's what in his fourth year now. He has not panned out consistently in those four years. He started out as a starter. They plugged him in the lineup. They saw he had great things from him that, and saw a lot of promise in him, and it's never really panned out because of injuries, because of dissatisfaction, because of productivity, because of, you know, if you look at the numbers. He's not been able to do one thing really well that really pops off at the page. He doesn't play defense very well statistically. You know, Zangerstein talks about his mid-range game, but mid-range games here, the Lakers, we have mid-range players. Thomas yeah. Bryant's a great mid-range shooter. LeBron loves to go in the, in the lane. Then you have Russ is a better mid
0: range shooter. That I mean, and that's not even good, but like you know,
1: and AD, you know, he's he's better when he doesn't shoot three pointers So I don't know yeah. really how that stretches the floor to make things easier on those two. But I can say again, if he does well in the times when LeBron is off the floor and works off of AD, if he could just give LeBron three to four minutes or five minutes a game less, I think Joe and, and Jamie, I think that's a win right there
0: you've added, I mean, like I said, we've added size, we've added youth, we had less of that before. We gave up a player that we had to shoehorn into the lineup after injuries forced him out. Yes. That we knew, I think, was gonna not get minutes once Reeve and Wa- Reason Walker come Shante,
1: I don't know if it's a good trade. We don't know if it's a good trade, so we will complain if we want to. That's what we do on the show. We call it like we see it. We <laughs> don't true. know if it's a good trade or a bad trade.
0: You can't say it's a good trade today. No. You can say that the Lakers. You can say that the Lakers did a good job removing a player they were certain had no future on the team and, and bringing in a player that could, not will. For or should, but for could,
1: for picks that if Genie wants to spend the money, can, you can always recoup later down right. the line.
0: they it's their second rounders. They weren't pick swaps, which I was kind of surprised that we didn't even. You know, I, I they the, the three second rounders, even if they're high second rounders. I don't know about that, John. Uh, I said we uh,
1: just don't know. I think
0: we... he's available now for two first round draft picks, and the Lakers are wisely not paying that price for a mid mid tier role player
1: yeah uh, so we don't know how effective he's going to be he's been inconsistent in this time in washington i'm hoping for better things here in the new scenery joe joe i mean you know you, you what you is draw. he going to
0: play on this team is he going to be a three four yeah. two three two three, i wish four? i
3: wish we could go back in time now that sticks no. and endos was talking about time machines or something or i think uh one of the who was it uh I mean, yeah. it's a
1: trade and we're happy uh, that they are making trades it shows you guys want obvious. if you guys wanted
3: to, if you guys wanted to see enthusiasm after a trade there's no trade in the history of my life that was more exciting than palkasol trade
0: exactly oh there's, uh, there was no question that was gonna be like i could gonna, not
3: uh, stop watching every right bit of anything i watched i remember my my at the time, my girlfriend that now she's my wife, she's like, Dude, you've seen this like 10 times. I'm like, I don't know, I can't help it. I want to watch.
0: I went to Palace first game as a matter of principle. I was like, I did is- th- You were there? Yeah. Oh, so was I. <laughs> yeah. I was like, The first day first oh, game wow, against liquor. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, We got, I, 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 we're going. We're going to go see this. Oh, guy. I didn't know this
3: that. Is, wow. That's great. Is, yeah. This this I had is, this, there's this. No attorney there this was is a no point way for the franchise. Like
0: game. we're back. You have no idea yeah. how good this guy is. We're so back right now, and we gave up somebody who can't catch the ball. Like it was such a great trade for so many reasons. Yes, I well, understand. All these individuals that are saying life, that. Saying.
1: No, no, I'm just saying, uh, Jamie. I'm just saying, Jamie. All these people, Jamie, that have hated Rob forever now, they're all saying it's a good trade. Uh, and I'll say, you know, we're complained, we complain. It's we a complained. positive trade. I'm going to, ca- I'm capping it for me
0: personally. And it's a positive trade. It's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as franchise altering. No. And that's, that, that's a great trade, right? Yeah. That's a great trade by a great GM. Excellent point. Rob Polinka is not a great GM. This is a great trade for Rob, right? just like the Patrick Beverly trade in the offseason for no p- p- picks either for THT, who's doesn't, I don't think play for Utah much.
1: Yeah.
0: Was a great trade pre a preseason trade for Rob Pling as well. Those are not great trades for great franchises. This is a guy learning on the job. So I I'm, I'm giving him kudos for not blowing it for not overpaying for this deal. I'm giving him kudos for bringing in youth and size for smaller and older and for having the foresight to know there was no way that Kendrick Nunn was going to be a part of the future of the Los Angeles Lakers
1: Excellent once this
0: season ended. And you brought in somebody who might be I'm not saying they should be, they might be. So for Rob, it's a good trade. No, Terrence, no, we should
1: not. Well, the hmm. thing is with Terrence, he's shooting 30% from three point. So mm-hmm. however athletic he is and however you people out there on Twitter love the highlights, he doesn't do a thing in regards to stretching the floor. We still have not done anything in regards no. to stretching
0: the floor. You but have like to you trade that, Bev. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Joe.
1: No, was, no, my fault, because I interrupted you earlier, and that was my bad. So my apologies. Yeah. on, on I was just going to
0: say, if you trade Patrick Beverly at this point, it has to be somebody who augments the entire team. Because that is Patrick Beverly's one skill, is that he does make everybody 2% better whether it's his weird halftime speeches or his on-court antics or the fact that he is able to shoot the ball from three at times, you can't bring in another mid-range finisher. You have to bring in a shooter now or you walk away from the, everything. It ha- And it can't be like Miles Turner, who you don't want shooting eight threes a game. You really don't want – you want Miles Turner moving in closer to the paint like you did with AD and working the paint over – uh, like a guy who owes you money, and you're the mafia. Like that's what you want, AD and Miles Turner to do. They're going to be bigger than most people most of the time. They need to play big, and they. To, uh, so I don't see a Turner trade happening anymore. Frankly, if it was going to happen, it would have happened. Right, the, that trade has been on the on the on the table since the dawn of time, evidently, uh, and it, the, the Lakers haven't pulled the trigger. So I don't think that's happening. Could you trade Patrick Beverly Walker? Uh, and like Damian Jones for Buddy Healed,
3: I think that trade would have happened had AD been a healthy player, because then you could go future wise. You can say, look, uh, Turner and 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 AD together for the next five years. Shoot, that's a formidable front front line, right? But at and the there, same yes. time, at the same time, it's still. Doesn't make sense to me why Indiana would make a trade with the Lakers. They hate us. They 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 already filed a right. complaint on Rob for tampering. Come on, guys. You guys got to understand. I know you guys want to be positive and hopeful, but the reality is these guys right. hate our guts. Right. They hate our guts. Indiana hates L.A. They blame us for wanting Paul Paul George. When Cut. I don't, you know, it's it's just it's a it's it's not. It, I, I want I believe me, I want this to work out, but reality sure. says it's not. It's just not. And the, and 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 beyond even that, beyond even that, is the fact that our LeBron is number one. AD is number one A, but one A that's almost a decade less in age. We cannot go forward comfortably without this guy being healthy and he has not been healthy for now three years in a row so I don't really know what the answer is at this point all I know is that I've enjoyed watching them play the way they've been playing unfortunately it's not sustainable when it matters because you need AD to be on top of his game so you so LeBron doesn't have to play 38 minutes a game because as soon as he gets out, the team goes to crap by getting, is it Rui, 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 right? Rui. Yeah. yeah. By getting Rui, you have, you now have a six foot eight. He's listed at two thirty. He looks bigger than that. Yeah. You now have at least somebody that can maybe throw some muscle out there and maybe give, you know, like you guys said, maybe give LeBron an extra three, four minutes. I think that's a good. I think that's a good way to look at this, uh-huh. considering you didn't really trade anything for him. Three first round pick. Thir- I'm sorry, three second round picks, and some of those were from Washington, weren't they? So it's just basically, if you look at the Westbrook trade, essentially it comes comes out that we made a trade. We sent Kuzma and KCP and, the, and 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 some firsts for and some seconds for the you know Russell Westbrook and Rui.
1: But the only thing is though, can Rui be a consistent part of the Lakers rotation? And that's something we'll have to wait and see. i don't know if it I, matters. I'm hoping so we don't so. need a consistent player. What do you, what do you mean yeah. you don't know if it matters? We don't need a consistent player. Uh, well, yeah. Or, I, we're or, not gonna we, get a we're
0: not getting a consistent player. We need another six-eight right? like steps
1: coming off the bench. We've got our you know, we don't have as many how, of those.
0: How quickly did Stanley Johnson improve with the Lakers? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the level of consistency, Rui Hachimura will reach this season. So to ask all of these lofty goals of this kid at 23 years old when he's got conditioning problems, which means he's got a commitment to the game problem, which means he's got a commitment to his career problem, which means, you know, we don't need to go down the list of lines of why this won't work because there's a lot of reasons why it won't work. And we could focus on the reasons why it will work, but we haven't even seen the guy
1: play yeah, so that's what I say, wait with and see. But people I mean, seem to I, have I'm an gonna, issue with that because we're not all bow downing you know, we're not all bowing to uh, the Rob The genius that is Rob
0: Polinka. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. never going to bow
1: to the genius that is Rob okay. people, because People have made... been ripping on him for for years now, then all of a sudden he makes a trade for one player and some second rounders, and it's just like, now he's a god. You know, I just want to wait and see. I want to see the now, kid play. I want to see the too. kid play. Hey, look, and look, 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 look.
0: Maybe it throws a switch, right? Like maybe he looks himself in the mirror and goes, this is my rookie. After this, there's no guarantee that I'm going to get another multimillion dollar deal. I might be fighting for vet minimums like Stanley Johnson, just trying to stay in the league. You know, if he comes through and flops and averages like, you know, 20 minutes a game and three points and a rebound and a couple of whatevers, I I doubt the Lakers do extend him, right? Like why, why, why do that? What's, what's the reason? Uh, which is why I don't understand why they, it was put out there in any way, shape, or form at all. I'm sure it was by his agent, now that I think about it, and that's, and that's an astute observation. Because
1: remember, him. they got to keep those relationships with those agents very strong in order to get those news bites that only he and Shams seem to get. Right,
0: right, 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 right. Anyway, point being is I, I, I don't I don't have a lot of expectations for him as the player this season. I, and that's why I guess I say it doesn't matter. I expect us to play... Lottie Walker, more. I expect us to play Reeves, more. And if he's so good that he changes the tenor of that conversation, then obviously we'll have that conversation at that time. But if you're telling me – I mean, John just said that we needed a wing, we got a wing, case closed. I mean, yes, technically you could go and get a wing from KFC or you could go and get a (laughs) wing from – uh, I wasn't you know, going to go there, but Chick,
1: he put that comment. But I was Chick Fil
0: A, or you can go and get a wing from or, or uh, you Joe's
1: Wing Stop when he does the wing challenge.
0: Joe's Wing Stop when he does the wing challenge, or you know you could go to some Wild hot Wings. Water. Wingstop. Wild,
3: so. Yeah, because w- w- Wing Stop doesn't have really hot sauces there. You
1: told you
0: me that's go. Right. You that's go right. to a, you can go to a Gator Shack in the swamps in the bayou and find a guy who makes the most amazing wing. Point being is that one thing is not it's it is it's certainly not case closed, and that's not to just be disagreeable, John. So let's
3: this we've had, we have some guys mentioning the extension and that there's been word that they've the Lakers are already planning to extend them. So just so you guys understand how the NBA operates, we remember talking about Schroeder and how he was offered eighty four million. He just happened to decline it. I didn't I didn't think in a million years he'd do that. If <laughs> they extend if they extend Rui. It's likely because they don't want to lose that money, in terms of, in in, in a sense of trying to get, maybe future compensation in a trade using that money. So understand that that's that plays a part in how the. I know it's not taught a lot. I know it's not explained a lot on TV, which is just mind-boggling to me that these professionals that are getting paid millions of dollars to talk about the NBA and how the process works, then they always have this special segment like on a Tuesday when no one's watching about how the salary cap works guys money in the books can be more than just paying a guy remember the NBA has a percentage that you have to pay certain players or I should say on payroll on a team you have to I think spend up to 90 million so that money has to go somewhere that's what the CBA was that's why they had to When you hear the term, well, 50% goes to the owners or 50% goes to the players or however that comes out, 51, 49, that money is allocated to those players and they have to make that percentage. So a lot of that comes down to having to pay guys that you're like, wait a minute, why the hell did they pay him that much money? Well, it's because it's part of the agreement and teams can only really make things happen a lot of times by matching contracts. So I want you guys to look at that. As what could be the possibility here, especially if they let Russell Westbrook finish out the contract. And sorry if this is gonna bother some of you, there's word that they might resign him. So yeah. It's 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 going to be an interesting season, whether it's during or after, on how the Lakers future is gonna come about.
0: I would like to say that I think I'm one of the first people to float the idea of the Lakers possibly keeping Westbrook as that I was doing it last summer.
3: Once it- again, it's
1: the Lakers fast break. It's Jamie Sweet and Joe Soro with us right here talking about the Rui Hashimura trade. Jamie, can I ask you this? And also Joe as well, please interject on this. So Rob makes the trade. He makes Jamie eat some crow. Uh, ah! Sean is enjoying it and laughing him off, you know, off camera every single second thinking about it. He's enjoying himself, so you brightened his day, but it brings a a wing.
0: I have a fake fake crow,
1: six six foot eight forward into the mix as far as the rotation is now concerned. But what if that's all he does before the trade deadline? All these people to my right or to my left, actually, as I'm seeing, you you know, will they be there? Will they suddenly change their minds come February seventh? that went. You know, when they see if there's nothing else done, they're going to say all we got was Rui Hashimoto. Uh, I mean, I,
0: I maybe. I think that we are probably done. Uh, I know that there are some fans who think this is the precursor to a Detroit precursor. deal. Oh, you like that word? It's there, a fame
1: word here at the show.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, at the you know that this might be the uh, the precursor to either a. Detroit deal with uh for Burks and Bogdanovich, or maybe Houston for Eric Gordon, or something, uh, you know, something along those lines. Those are all going to take a first round pick or picks. I mean, I think you could get Gordon for a pick. I don't know that you could get Bogdanovich for less
3: than two at this point. Anyone I I mean. if it's Bogdanovich, 28 years old, I could see that. But he's 33 94. but he's 33 30, 34 yeah uh-uh. i no, wait that I out i wait that out i want to see who's going to give up a first round pick for bogdanovich nobody is that's what but is. i don't no. i also
1: don't think i also don't think detroit detroit doesn't need to trade him i, I don't they, believe i i have to di- respectfully disagree on the fact that there's uh, we talked about it before on on the sunday show 24 teams right now trying to improve their rosters to make a playoff run i think one of them is going to be suckered into it with
3: bogdanovich only if they're mean, I, I, they're the title contender and they want to add another shooter.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, I could really quite easily see this being one of the because the price is so absurd this season. The Gobert trade broke everything this year. And the only question is for how long? Are we really gonna be sending out both decent young players and a boatload of draft picks? For players like Gobert who let's be honest is quite one dimensional if that's the case there will be fewer and fewer trades going forward there won't be
3: more I, I can't I can't imagine I can understand that it might have ruined a little bit of the summer but the in actuality I don't think it had anything to do with like Durant ending, ending up in Brooklyn and not going anywhere I think that the Nets made a decision there regardless of what happened in the Rudy Gobert trade that Look, we're not trading you anywhere because we're never going to get equal value. Right. That's why I but, don't think
0: Russell's going to get traded.
3: Now, here's the interesting part of that. We saw that then. But yeah. do, you think, do you think that uh, Brooklyn and Toronto do a trade for Scotty? I think if Scotty Barnes had been thrown into that mix, I know he's struggling this year. I don't know if it's just a sophomore slump. But usually in the NBA, sophomore slumps are not the norm for a really great player. Scotty yeah. Barnes, if, if Toronto had said, Yeah, we'll put Scotty Barnes in there, I think Durant goes to Toronto. But I agree. If they didn't do that, you know. Yeah. So it's it, you know, this 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 game is a lot like poker. Yeah, right. there's a lot of great poker players, but luck, how you manage your luck is also a big part of this. That's why Dr. Bus
0: is so good at it, man.
3: It, it makes sense, right? So, Dr. Bus, when you look at all the, you know shows and all the documentaries and all the stuff that you heard and watched you know there are things that he didn't that didn't work out but he was always able to you know do well on the next hand and make up for the whatever happened before if Shaquille O'Neal wanted to get traded and or or Kobe wanted him out you know he sat with Shaq and said big fella I'm sorry I can't pay you 30 million I can pay you 20 right but I can't pay you 30 but at the same time I can't lose Kobe Bryant either Right, and then what happens? What and uh, he trades Shaquille O'Neal, and five years later he's going back to back again, and w- and okay. one of those beating the Celtics, and and, and that's just <laughs> this 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 game is so fickle, it's yep. it's it's just it, we we get I'm I've said this and I'll say it again. My issue with Palinka and Genie are their personalities and the the because I never disliked Mitch Kupchak even though he got a lot of hate, I never disliked Mitch Kupchak. I thought he was a really good GM. He made some amazing trades, one that unfortunately didn't go through that could have maybe been even with, with the Bob Gasol trade had it gone through. But it's it's the personalities of Rob and Jeannie that have really irritated me more by doing certain things, not even trade or acquisition uh involved in in terms of being involved it's just the little things around like you know the Jerry West thing and other things like that that just gives us a bad a a cheap image almost like a Walmart kind of image and there's there's nothing else the Lakers can do at this point except try and get as many things on this team that can help without giving up the assets that they don't want to give up
1: uh, Joe John is reminding us. Did you forget about the Dang and Mozgov contracts when he signed them within the first what seemingly ten minutes of the uh, free agent mix right there? If I remember correctly,
0: yeah, that was when Jimbo was running things, and who knows what the inspirato behind those was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the stuff. Jim, goes Jim Jim
0: Jim might have opened the bottle of a Mickey's, looked at what the riddle was under the cap, and been like, "Oh, dang and
1: Mozgov." So I yeah
3: yeah yeah, the Mozgov one was really bad. Yes. So I ask.
1: Well, I saw him the other. What he was at the game in Denver, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think he he made an appearance behind. Yeah, I think he was in the crowd. But be that as it may, I I asked Jamie Sweet the question. I'm going to ask you again, Joe. Okay, so if Rui Hashimura is the only get for us before the trade deadline, because we now have a. You know, uh, le- even less assets to go ahead and maneuver. We still have four second rounders. We still have the two first rounders. We still have the contracts of Pe- Beverly, Lonnie Walker the fourth. We could trade realistically. I mean, that, what the minimum salaries of some other players, and of course Russell Westbrook's forty-seven million dollars on the books. Do you think that if nothing else happens before the trade deadline, do you think you would be satisfied with what Rob has done?
3: No. Because it means that we're likely not going to have a chance at winning a title, and the Lakers have to bring in a, uh, an impact player for us to have a shot, even if AD is healthy. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. LeBron would have to be, in some by some miracle, LeBron would have to play 2016 LeBron with AD playing 2020 AD for us to maybe have a s- small shot.
1: Because Adam Hurley thinks, as we're currently constructed now, that we're a contender. Who said this? Adam in our chat.
3: Uh, well, I'll mark your words, Adam. Uh, if you continue to <laughs> that's watch that's very show, positive
1: thinking. That's that's beyond that's even a, Laker Tom. I'll, I'll mark
3: a, it. Look, no one no <laughs> one wants to mark your words, Adam, more than I do. Uh, I but, hope you're right. I, I hope you're right, like, but I don't think you are. But we're not. We're not. The results have been AD not staying healthy. That's the most, biggest irritant, beyond, <laughs> beyond, yeah, beyond the fact that there was some focus issues and some bad coaching at the end of games. But I did try to, I did kind of sit back and realize that Darvin Ham is this is the first year he's coaching as a head coach, and I think sometimes we can be inconsiderate and in a holes, which I'm not going to deny. I, I I think sometimes you get lost in the moment, and. There have been some decisions, decision making here in the last week or so, where Darvin Ham looked like he's trying to do some things. And one case in point, I don't know if you guys heard this, but before Schroeder stole that ball, Darvin Ham made it very clear to the referees that they are not going to foul right away, and because of that, they didn't call a foul, and then it Schroeder stole the ball. Now it was the Aligning of the planets. It was the, right. It was, uh, remind me of uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, just coincidentally talking about Super Bowl 43 at practice. How guys, when someone intercepts the ball, you guys need to create the cavalry right away to go block. Right. What happened after that? James Harrison intercepts the ball and goes 100, 100 yards, and all you see is a convoy of, of Steelers. <laughs> blocking and if that doesn't happen he doesn't score on that play and probably don't win the Super Bowl so sometimes the littlest thing guys the littlest things make a difference and that right there is what I'm talking about that was Darvin Ham calling the right call calling the right play calling the right discussion with the refs and of course Schroeder executing it and those are the type of things that can sometimes turn around your entire psyche and in the entire psyche of the team and the confidence of the fan base, and all those things, and that's 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 what I like to see. With that, I, I just got I can't I can't really I cannot really make a, a decision on whether this is going to work out in the end because we just don't know. It's it's we're, we're gonna we try to focus on the now. What's gonna happen tomorrow? what's gonna happen on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, in general, tomorrow I'm looking I'm focusing on watching the hopefully watching the lakers whoop some ass tomorrow i want them to destroy the clippers tomorrow they are so due to whip this team that that's what i want i don't want a close game i'll take a close win i you know you have to but i want to <laughs> ass whoop in tomorrow
1: how do you, you feel about to. the one point victory for the lakers oh i feel terrible gerald
3: Hey, Take it easy. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus. I'm kidding. You're I'm kidding. I hurt yourself over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, easy, easy, buddy. Easy.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I do want to say, though, that uh, all over the chat, you guys have been going back and forth. It's just truly great to see on the world's best Lakers chat right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys, before we head on out, I mean, I want to hear... Rui Hashimura seems to be generating a lot of interest it's not just the fact that he is coming here I think it's the fact that the Lakers have done something have done agree. anything yeah. to it's, try it's, to it's the league, league in
3: general this is the first trade before yes. the trade deadline right this is
1: where the dominoes start
3: and the NBA has technically
1: been... technically the
0: Spurs bought Noah Vonley to yeah, get up the, up the cap but the, the, the Boston
1: the, trade you're right
3: the you know, nobody okay. cares yeah, the, the, the NBA has been a bore yeah. since the second week of the NBA uh, free agency. I mean, there has never been this boring a trade deadline or a, or a free agency period in years. So Adam Silver, Jesus, no one cares about a playing dude. You got to fix this trade deadline thing. Get rid of that play-in. It destroyed the trade market. It destroyed free agency. Because you could even look back at that and say, who's going to trade someone even then or let someone go if they have a feeling that they might still be able to get to the playoffs that following year? It's really, it's. I think it blew up in his face.
1: <laughs> and that's something we have to consider as far as with the Lakers. I mean, with this trade, it's something that I think it's just one step. It's just one step in a direction that hopefully the Lakers will get better at. It does help alleviate the logjam of small guards a little bit that Zangerstein and a lot of people like myself have really become irritated by, by constantly throwing out those small lineups. Let me ask you this, Jamie. Do you think that uh, Rui can actually play crunch time minutes for the Los Angeles Lakers? When he- when everybody's healthy? Mm. Maybe.
0: maybe. uh, Yeah, I'll give it a maybe. I would like to say yes, but I'm not confident in that yes, so I'm going to say I I doubt it. He didn't play on a team that's probably not going to make the plan. You know what I mean? And you could say, oh, well, they're doing this or they're doing that. Yeah, but bottom line is he didn't force the conversation, right? On the team that he was on, he didn't force the conversation to, well, should this guy play during time? That question got answered on the Washington Wizards. And that's with, a, that's with no Beal, right? Beal's not playing. So they're, 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 if they're going to develop somebody, is not just the time to do it. Um, so, I mean, like I said, he came in. He's coming here with an injury history, coming here yes. with a conditioning history, uh, which isn't just like, oh, I didn't train hard enough. It's that you didn't care enough to try hard. Those are concerning. Those, for me, are red flags. We don't need guy. That was, I felt like that was, uh, to be honest, that's what I felt like we just shipped out in Kendrick Nunn, a guy who was like, this bone bruise, man. It's been a whole year and I'm still, I don't know when I'm going to come back. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I I want it to work out. I really want it to work out, but I definitely have to wait and see on the floor. Uh, I think he has the potential to be a crunch time player. I think we can up his defense uh, from what we've seen.
1: I think his defense will improve. I'm going to be positive on that aspect because it was pretty bad from what I've seen. In as far as the pretty bad, yeah, yeah, defensive ratings overall. But that could be a scheme thing with Washington. Then people are talking about which position does he play, three or four? Because of his size, he may be not you know uh, too heavy to be a wing, and maybe not strong enough for a four. I, I don't know. I don't know where he'll fit. I don't know what his you know. I I've only seen uh, you know just a. You know, I've seen over the course of the years just a few games of him as far as really focused him as on him as a player, and I've seen mixed results, and that's the problem. I yeah. keep seeing mixed results. I do yeah. see a little bit of promise, and I'm hoping it comes through, and I'm hoping the Lakers will take advantage of it. That's my hope.
0: The Trevor Ariza comparison, Joe, was making at the beginning of the show is pretty apt, I think. You know, like you want – but I'm not saying that we're getting Trevor Ariza. You're hoping that he has that same kind of arc that Trevor Ariza arc where his time in the Lakers is what propelled him onto his next 85, $90 million contract. And, you know, we all go live happily ever after. And he becomes a, you know, a guy you want on a playoff team with championship hopes and maybe he stays with the LA, maybe he doesn't. That's not the point. The point is that he would have shown that he was worthy of that mm-hmm. on this team this summer or this, uh, this spring rather. So I got a lot of hope, which is rare for me.
1: Even though with Joe, we're not really supposed to hope, but you
0: know, we're uh, supposed I know. To be sure. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, Joe. I, know, Joe. I, know Joe. I know, I know, I know, I hope, uh, <laughs> I'm right that, uh, that really figures out and finds that next gear, the next gear that propels his own career, that like enlivens his own family. that. There's makes no him... hope
3: in this business. I, I mean, sure,
0: I, mean? Is. Yeah, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know. If, if you want you to you've really you've, pay attention you've, to what you've I just dug, said. No, Adam, I, I've I've heard it multiple hold
1: times. Hold on, now Adam, Adam, Mister <laughs> Positive, Adam is being real positive, and you know what? Uh, you know, I appreciate your positivity, but before we head on out, uh, Adam Hurley is surprised that Laker guys like you guys don't have confidence in the Braun team with Anthony Davis team. That's not what we're saying, anybody. Adam.
0: That's not. No. The, that is not what we're saying. But at all. the stats
1: is- are there, Adam. Okay, yeah. one title, two playoff. Three, three years. They one have, they have one currently
0: game. played, I believe, other than their first season together, they have played sixty-seven regular season games together, yeah. total, in three it's, years.
1: Yeah. Health it's, wise, they've just not been together very long. It's
0: just not. They don't play enough, and that's honestly, it's not LeBron's fault, a little bit, but more AD's fault. And you can be like, oh, well, you know, an anvil hit him on the head, or a runaway luggage cart ran over his leg, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. He he is. Then it's then he's then he's then he's got bad luck, you know, like so many uh, uh, others before him have suffered from. You know, bad luck is a true thing. I feel like.
1: Yeah, it is about uh, AD's I, health, Adam. You're right. It, it, I mean, what, it's what, absolutely AD, about AD's health. If we get the AD, he comes back, and we get the AD of earlier this season. Plus, we have LeBron of now, who won the what he won? Didn't he win the the Western Conference Player of the Week again uh, yep. this past week? Yeah. So yep. Yep. we get this LeBron, and we get this AD. With Rui Hashimura helping us out, Joe, with with uh, with other contributors that are a little bit more consistent, Troy Brown has been playing pretty good. You know, he's yep. been going under the radar, but he's been playing pretty good. You know, you've got Dennis Schroeder that's been playing a lot more solid lately, consistently. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. You know, I think he should stay in the starting lineup. You've got to reward him for his consistently hard work. And then you've had Russell Westbrook, who's been all over the place, but he still gives you something during the course of the game, as long as it's not crunch time. And you know you've got players that have been giving you contributions, which is all you can ask. But AD has to come back as that MVP level player in order for the Lakers to get where Adam and the rest of us hope they can go.
3: Unfortunately, too many ifs. Too many ifs. And, and the ifs have been. This A is the third. Ifs. This is the third straight year That's we're that. ifing. Yeah. So the ifing and the hoping is empty. We're empty. I'm empty of the, it's if and like the hope. hope. It's kind of like hope, right, Joe? Hope in this business. Focus on what I'm saying. Hope in this business does nothing. We need execution. We need what the guys have been doing this last few weeks, or I'd say last couple weeks. And it's about results, guys. We are in the results business. And when you have LeBron James, who's chasing the all-time mantle, you have AD, who's supposed to be the next guy after LeBron and Steph Curry. At 29 years old, I'm sorry, I'm expecting a lot from these guys. If the if the role players aren't being what they need to be, well, then that's when management it's easy to play when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis when they're playing. Can you supplement those guys? That's the job of your organization. You know, one of the things that that um, that you had to give Jerry Krause in Chicago some credit for before he started getting butt hurt because that played a big part in it. He just he was one of those insecure guys that eventually it it it, it just it it, it, it engulfed them. But the fact that he at the time he traded let's say uh, Charles Oakley for Bill Bill Cartwright. That was not a popular move. But Charles Oakley was a young beast, and Cartwright was kind of, you know, going down, you know, going the other way. In that terms grizzled of old
1: career. center type Right,
3: of. but in terms of the, 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 the team dynamic, the fit. Cartwright was exactly what they needed at that time, and that's something Jerry Krause recognized. And that's something that we have a hard time, or I shouldn't say we, players have a hard time understanding that the executives, like, Jerry Krause is in the gyms. Jerry West was in the gyms, high school, college. And if he's in this, they're in the stands and they're paying attention to other things, you're in the gym making sure your gym is being taken care of. While they're out there scouting, looking, analyzing, general managing, it's a different beast. You have to do that to be successful. If you don't do that, you will not be successful. And if you do do that, you might still not be successful. So if you don't do it, you're you're definitely going to guarantee you're not going to be successful. It's a hard job. When Phil Jackson took the job in New York, I was laughing. I'm like, why is he taking this job other than for money? Why would why would they hire Phil Jackson? He can't move. He's not going to go find other guys. And he got suckered. You know, he got stuck with this Carmelo Anthony wanting to get him out, so, and then create a whole drama. And he ended up piecing out. Does Rob Palinka go to gyms? Does he go scout? Is he paying attention to that kind of stuff? I'd like to know. doesn't look like it. But yes, Howard Hill, I think they should trade AD at the end of the year.
1: And that's something that – and I want to say this right now. Joe was on the – clearly he was leading the AD train at the beginning of the season. He got me on that train to give him one more season. And over the course of this season, Joe has seen that if that's what they might, should or ponder doing, I don't think they will end up doing it personally. I think they should do it or at least look into it, at least what kind of offers you can get this summer. I think they should at least look at it. But, you know, Joe, I I think both you and I know that three is enough likely not. Yeah,
3: three is enough. And he might, he still has value at the end of the year. if
1: He hurts that navicular bone. If he breaks that navicular bone, which he's, which he, you know, hurt. He's done for a year. Absolutely for done a year. for a year.
3: Yeah. It's uh it's one of those things where you want to get ahead of the things before it goes when it's before it's too late. You want to get ahead of things. And I still say that Philly trade would be the easiest trade to make because you would get a young potential star with a really good veteran and likely some draft capital and then at that point you can Sit down with LeBron James and say, "Okay, what are we going to do next? Like, what do you want? What? How can we construct this so that you can, you know, make make way of your ne- the next couple of years here, since you're still playing well? It's it's a, it's it's not likely to happen because I don't think uh, Rob has enough uh, foreskin to do that. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is.
1: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. It is our extended Rui Hashimura trade talk. I know a lot of people are still asking about it, talking about it. Great numbers, you know. We're going to stay on the air because right now we still got a lot of great numbers, and we really cannot thank you enough for watching and listening. Jamie, I'll, I'll hit you up next. Let me let me finish
3: this. Let me let me explain this, okay. Terrence. I I made a. I'm sorry. I'll finish this and then I'll let Terrence know oh, you're what's all going good. on. Okay, Terrence. I. I was think I, I think in realistic trades, right? It's so easy to just say, "Let's go do this trade" when it's completely bonk, like, dumb. It's not going to happen. If Philly doesn't win the title this year, which I think they won't, I think they're going to need to do something big, and they would be willing to risk to do it because James Harden. The more he plays, the less and less he's not going to be the J- James Harden of old. Still productive, still good, but you do have a prime MB. So my suggestion a few shows ago was if everything ends badly for the Lakers and the Sixers, meaning not winning a title, you trade AD to Philly for Maxie, Tobias Harris, draft capital, first, second, whatever, for AD and however, you know, whatever fillers you need to put in there. And I believe a front line of Embiid and AD in the East with James Harden should by some miracle ads healthy by next year, they could have a chance at winning it all. And then the Lakers get younger and a productive player and LeBron probably more suited for LeBron's game. And then you got some draft capital coming where you can start drafting some people too. The Lakers are not going to go get an even trade, a true even trade for A D, but you can try to get something that's going to be immediate and for the future. And that's the trade that I, that I that I suggested. No one ever said this. Shams didn't say it. Wojcicki Woj didn't say it. I, I I just I it's just my assessment from what what I believe would be something that could be realistic.
1: Jamie, any thoughts to add on to this? You know, Joe's really on a roll, and I think he's he's right in very much what he said.
0: I mean, I think that you at least have to entertain the idea after this year. Once, I mean, obviously, you want to see how the season concludes before you move on to that stage of analysis. But if it were to end today and it was another injury riddled season for AD, and you know, the honest truth Laker fans have to accept is AD's never won a title in a regular season, he's never come close, never even taken a team to the Western Conference Finals. So,
1: second round, I think, didn't he? Yeah, second
0: yeah. round. Second round.
3: And he got smoked. They got smoked by the Warriors.
0: And that was after Cousins went down. Cousins was balling at an all-star level, uh, and then he tore his Achilles, or his A- ACL. I can't remember which one. I mean, it he, tore his, he tore his
3: thigh. <laughs> squad. Uh, his squad? Yeah, squad was the first thing that went out. Okay.
0: And then, ever since then, he's wanted to go somewhere where he was the second best player. And so that, that the, whole, the whole narrative that's been constructed about LeBron passing AD the torch And him carrying the Lakers Into this next great era of something or other I, I, I just I, I, I have a, a, I have a hard time buying into those Lofty narratives in general uh, Life generally doesn't work out like that uh, But B, I just, I never saw a guy Who could stay on the floor enough to do that Even in New Orleans when he was young uh, If you go back, the most games He's ever played in a season was 75 He did it once, and I think it was his second year in the league Maybe his third He's hit 67 two other times. One of those was the bubble year, and the other was two seasons before he was traded to us in New Orleans. He sat out a lot of games, granted, the last year of his contract in New Orleans because he had made his trade demand. They didn't want him playing at home, whatever. Point being, he hasn't shown the ability to get through a season and to lead a team on his own, ever. And I don't think at 29, with the types of injuries he's now sustained as a Laker, that those days are in front of him. I, I just I don't see it. I don't see him physically able to do it. So if that's the case, your logical your logic should then inform you it you, you you get value. Unfortunately, the Lakers aren't really a logical franchise. They are where superstars go to die. Uh, they want to be that franchise. They want to be that place where Somebody who's about to hit, maybe already in the twilight of their career. We'll give you a shot. We'll give you a shot. And uh, it's L.A. It won't be so bad. You know, even if you don't, if it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out, won't be so bad. It's not like you spend a year in in Utah. No offense to anybody who has to live in Utah or chooses to.
1: (laughs) One thing I want to mention, though. (laughs) Since Jamie I, uh, is having
0: a, hard time ima- having a hard time imagining people who really want to hear it. But if my ex-boss lives in Utah, so I, what do I know?
1: Salt Lake City is not too bad, my friend. Uh, You know, as far as the, the weather is real nice, I'll say. But so Once again, it- it's – yeah, we're, I've been there a few times. It's, it's, it's okay. pretty nice there weather-wise. But once again, it's the Lakers' fast break. Before we head on out, some final thoughts on Rui. Uh, and also, again, finalizing whether or not we liked the trades or not like the trades – you know, uh, Joe, I'll hit you up first, my friend. I mean, you and I are still, I think, on the fence. of. I want to wait and see whether or not I say this is a good trade or a bad trade. I don't think it's a bad trade. Again, it deals with second rounders, which you can always pay to go ahead and get back in. Like, we paid for that trade. You know, we paid for that second round uh, Orlando pick to get Max Christie. So, I, I, you know, if we really you know, are looking at somebody in that second round in future drafts, we can always get that back. So I'm not too concerned about that. Kendrick Nunn is going to play great elsewhere because he played like crap on the Lakers for the most part. Right. Let's put it back. Everybody be like,
0: oh, look, 20 points a game, eight threes. Why don't we keep him?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I have a feeling you're going to see that because he's going to get time. He's going to get minutes. He's going to get shots on a losing team in Washington. So people are going to say that. I don't think they should have kept him because I think you know he's not going to be a good fit to anything you're going to do. And like Zangerstein constantly reminds us, a small team, it does not a good NBA team make. But your thoughts on this, Joe, when you look at it a little bit more closely, you're still, like me, I think undecided on whether or not this was a good trade or not.
3: Yeah, you have to figure out, you have to let the process play itself out. Agreed. The excitement was, the, some of the stuff I was reading was, oh, this is this was a good trade for by Rob. Good job, Rob. I'm like, What do you mean, good job, Ron? We don't even know what's going to happen here. I think he's played 60% of the games since he's been in the league. He's only played 30 games this year. So, (laughs) guys, you got to, you got to, some of you all got to wake up. It's not just basketball either, man. I mean, we're talking basketball here, but geez, you got to look at the results, got to look at what you're seeing and stop imagining birds in the air when it's this bird <laughs> here we go come on it's it's just wake up let it play out stop getting crazy
0: 108 35 One hundred eight thirty-five.
3: i mean seriously this is funny i i'm you know it's just it, <laughs> I, i'm excited in the sense of that there's there's this willingness to try and improve the team but then yes. that's like saying well good job not crashing your car it's a participation it's a participation yeah. award. Okay. I'm sorry yeah I, I think the positive the one positive thing is I am hearing that he is very excited to play for LA and that yeah. he had spoken something in Gonzaga that this is his home. he feels like he's at home when he's in LA now we know for damn sure it didn't mean the Clippers okay because no one wants to be it out the only human being that wanted to be a Clipper was Kawhi Leonard Paul, Paul George okay Paul George he went there by default because his yeah, feelings right, got hurt or something. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. But so what, what we can hope for that he maybe gets focused enough to say, hey, I, I got I got a contract that can get this summer. I want to be here. I am gonna play balls out. And that I've seen happen. I've seen guys in contract years, <clears throat> Eric Dampier, play look like Will Chamberlain. And then completely go to crap once he got the contract. So for us, I'm thinking about this year, we get lucky and have AD play healthy the rest of the year. And if this guy's playing hard and is the the 30-point-in-the-game guy, you know, the rest of the year, hey, maybe we could have something something happen here. He's not a 30 point game guy. Well, not 30, but I'm saying if he's that guy that got 30, that's playing throughout the year. Sure.
0: If he plays focused and aggressive, I'll be happy.
1: Well, we'll see. Definitely uh hoping for good things with Rui yeah. I Again, I have to see consistency. That's all I'm asking for. If it's consistent, 12 to 15 points a game, comes off the bench, gets you 15 to 25 minutes a game, gets you that type of production, shoots 35%. I'm not asking for 40%. I'm asking for just 35% from three that stretches it enough that gets people thinking. I mean, Troy Brown is shooting 35% and he's doing, he's one of our best shooters right now. And he's doing the best, uh, I think above my expectations of what I thought he could do coming into the season. So Jamie, I'll hand it over to you. Your thoughts on the initially on the trade and what Rui Hashimura can give us with the Lakers. I mean, my initial
0: thoughts were that it was a, a decent solid trade for what we gave up, what we brought back solid trade. I think it has the potential to be better in the future than it is now, which is rare in trade, especially for the Lakers, especially considering what we gave up. But that's that's all hypothetical. The guy that we're getting on this team right now, we'll see, right? You know, I would imagine that he's behind a couple of players on the depth chart right off the bat simply because they've been here from the beginning. Uh how quickly he picks things up, how quickly he you know, excels on the defensive end. How quickly he maybe adap- uh, adap- adapts to a role of supporting Re- LeBron, supporting Russ, supporting our guards, and getting supporting them-
1: AD. Hopefully, when he comes back, I'm the not lineup. counting
0: on. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to count on. I'm not going right. to. I, I, I think he should have gotten surgery instantly. I think he should have just started it right when it, 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 it. This is a fool's errand. Okay, <laughs> it's an injury caused. By repeated running and stress on the area. Things like running and
1: jumping. Which is what he'll be doing when he gets back. That
0: sounds a lot like basketball to me. So I'm not holding out high hopes that this is a long term successful uh, strategy. If it's enough to like push us into the playoffs and he can make the playoffs and then get the surgery and sit out a year, I don't know.
1: Got to be the shoes. Know. Yeah, we know uh, defense is not his strongest attribute. but we're No, defense isn't his strongest
0: attribute. We just want him to try. Oh, that's not got to be the hash. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. Uh, unfortunately, Howard, it's not that easy. As Gerald said, it's a year, basically a year minimum from that surgery. You're gone to, for a
1: year. I mean, you're right. looking at, uh, you know, a year for that. That's one of the worst injuries a big man can get right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's it was bad news from the beginning. The only good news was that it didn't break.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, that it just is floating, I guess. Which I still don't understand how that's not broken. But Sean would have to speak on that more than myself. So Sean's the medical professional here in our uh, our little enclave. Yeah. So, but it is a good trade. You weren't going to get much out. of You weren't going to get much more out of none, especially not when Reeves and Lonnie Walker the fourth came back. You were going to. He was brilliant. barely going to play. Good point. So now you've at least got the option to go bigger. Mm -hmm. How well that works out remains to be seen, but you can try it. It is a new option that didn't exist. And I think that that makes the team better.
1: Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us and you're not in the live chat, go ahead and just put it below on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts or at Lakers Fast Break at yahoo.com. Lakers Fast Break on social media, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Trovo, we're there. So go ahead and be part of it. Tomorrow we'll be on the air for playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. The game is against the Clippers. And Joe wants a big win for the Lakers tomorrow against the Clippers. 7 p.m. start time. Then 9.30 we'll be on the air with a post game. The best Lakers post game that's out there right here at the Lakers fast break. uh, Yeah, it's possible the Lakers can make another move. I am hoping that the Lakers make another move because Joe, you know, I said it. If Rob does not do another move, if Rob does not make another move, Joe, I would not consider this a successful trading season for the Los Angeles Lakers.
3: No, and uh, we're going to need to (laughs) we're going to need to hope there's a desperate team needing to drop big salaries without the Lakers having to throw all of their first-round picks. Mm. Good luck. Yeah, not
1: going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Once again, it's the Lakers' fast break. Joe Soro is here for you, Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Swoot, Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet today at 5Things on Lakerholics.com, along with Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Of course, you got Joe Sorrell. You can find him as Ox1947. Give him a shout-out and hello when you're by LakersBall.com. You know he's all over the place when it concerns LakersBall.com. And, of course, a major part of our live watch parties as well on Playback.tv slash LakersFastBreak. I'm sorry that we did not air the deep dive. On Jay Moore for today, but that will come in time. We'll just have to find a day in the schedule to go ahead. Why and do it. bother? Why? Because Boring. people, are
0: asking, for people are
1: asking for it. Well, you should have heard Sean's deep dive that you might change your mind when you hear Sean and and what he was talking about with the deep dive on Jay Moore. But
0: yeah, what, I haven't listened. That was last show or two ago?
1: No, last it was show. on playback. It was actually on playback. Oh, so it was on playback. To, uh, yeah, okay. so I got to grab the footage and then I'll, I'll have to post a little bit of it here, but I will post it in full on the audio portion on an upcoming date in mind so
0: douglas douglas jenkins we're not going to make a trade with detroit because they don't want to make a trade with us well we'll see they want to fleece us rob is smart not to get fleeced for two first round or even one first round pick for
1: bogdanovich Everybody wants to fleece the Lakers in the NBA. You know, I, th- I believe with Joe. I think that Rob has burned a lot yeah. of bridges. And the Lakers, as an organization, they've burned yeah. a lot of bridges. That's what yeah. happens when you win 17 championships.
0: Any trade with San Antonio, Indiana, Detroit is going to be an overpay. Why? Yeah. Because they've smoked them all in either the playoffs or the NBA finals multiple times.
1: Yeah. Uh, as Zangerstein and others have pointed out in the chat, Rui is going for a physical tomorrow. So yep. we will not be able to see Rui on the floor until Wednesday's game. At so best. I apologize for that. At best, at earliest. So apologize for everyone who's excited to see that, but you know that's the way the things go down in the NBA. Joe, Jamie, any last thoughts before we head on out? Hoping for the best.
3: To answer Hefe's comment, word is that yeah, word is that uh, San Antonio. Really, just wants a second round pick for Josh Richardson,
0: but he makes more than the veteran minimum, doesn't he? I don't think I we can. He does I don't I believe I don't think we can trade Troy Brown for him. as the that, that's not that I I don't think Josh Richardson would be another fine player to get a hold of.
3: Back to gonna, back to the Indiana situation, right? Yeah. It's going to take. A I will pass. believe. I will believe the Spurs will trade the Lakers right. when. Jessica yeah. Alba becomes Meryl Streep.
1: <laughs> huh? Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, he he's got twelve million on the books. Josh Richardson is $12 on on the books. So you would need yeah. like twelve Troy Browns in order to trade. You, you could do it with Pat Bev. Yes, and I don't think they want Pat Bev. But I need I? They'll take a
3: first round pick with Pat Bev, right. but they're not giving right. up a first round pick for Josh Richardson. He's
1: Sorry. not worth it. Not, not, worth it. not
0: worth it not worth it. not happening jacob Jakob yeah oh i was i was all sorts of wrong not worth it not with thomas bryant if thomas bryant wasn't as good as he had shown that he can be okay maybe but you can't play him won't.
1: in the clutch because he can't you shoot can't free
0: throws him. but he can't really shoot in general like he finishes at the rim that's it like block some shots want... whatever that's that's not defense that's that's empty calorie stats his team loses he's not a great defender
1: Okay. Yeah. His, his rim percentage uh, is a little bit down this year anyway. So yeah, I would not, Jakob Pertl is not a good option simply because of the fact you cannot play him in the clutch because teams would just go right at him or actually uh, want him to get the ball each and every time because of how poor a free throw shooter he truly is. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. Appreciate it again tomorrow. We'll be here as the Lakers hopefully will destroy the Clippers finally after so many times how many times have they lost the clippers now i don't want to say yes it's it's let's in the double digits i remember joe saying it he was he was really ticked off when he said it too so yeah that's got to end that's got to end tomorrow and that's going to end tomorrow let's think that's positive right. let's adam, hurley, adam hurley positive and we're going to go ahead and think positive they are going to end it tomorrow so yes that's right laker tom one two three laker tom right there Laker Tom. One, two, three. Yes, there you go. John McKinnon says, take a shot every time Gerald says, before we head on out.
3: No one cares what John thinks.
1: Uh, uh, That's not true. Well, John, I wanted to get you on, but I know you had technical difficulties, so I'm sorry (laughs) that you couldn't make it on. But please come on. You're always welcome. You know that. But once again, if you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or wherever get your social media. Go ahead and like and subscribe. Tell your friends that the best place to go for Lakers Chat is right here at Lakers Fast Break and tomorrow, hopefully another win this time against the Clippers will happen, we hope right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.